Abba Yahweh opportunity to be a conduit for your word. To them that would listen and have an ear, let them hear. Father, for this is your truth, your knowledge and your wisdom to be shared and given an opportunity for anyone that hears from the seeds that are planted, Father God, that they can decide to accept that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son and repent, be saved and not perish. So, brothers and sisters, you hear me speak a lot about, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm sorry, about the darkness and things that are on the face of this earth. And, and uh, it gives way for the doom and bloomers to have their little time and their little stomping about. But here's the, here's the truth. And there is sadness because there are churches and pastors that won't speak the truth because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or they don't want anyone to uh, have that sensation of, of uh, ill or. But the thing of it is, is that the truth and the word of God is exactly that. It's the truth. It's in the word of God that these days will be coming and many are here already. There are those that are being martyred for the name of Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of God, and for their faith in God. It is real. It's happening and it's truth. I've shared with you before. Do not step down and do not step aside. Do not be cowardly and do not compromise the word of God. The word of God is the truth. So why are there so many that are so, <clears throat> this, is that, uh, this is that thing that I shared a few episodes about the little white lie and how parenting and uh, older kids, they teach younger children that it's okay to tell a little white lie because you don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt. So it's okay. No, it's not okay. A lie is a lie. A deception is a deception. If you're not going to tell the whole truth, then don't tell any. You're going to stand on the stage before a congregation, and you're going to dance all the way around the facts and the truth. then you have no place there. That's plain and simple. And that is the truth according to the word of God. You have doubts about that. You have a problem with that. Remember my saying, I don't care. My validation comes from God. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Check it out because what I am saying is in the Bible. You pervert the word of God. You shame the word of God by not speaking the whole truth. You want to talk around and dance around these things, but the truth remains. It is there that Satan and his minions seek to whom they may devour. They crash through the bush, roaring like a lion to cause fright and fear and causing those to be fearfully driven away from God. I heard one of my 
favorite teachers and pastors was just sharing a word. It's very intriguing, full of truth, full of light. Now, how wrong, how wrong would it be if you had something wrong, a, a, a terrible illness? And in his telling, because he had cancer. In remission, has been in remission for many years now. God touched him and allowed him to continue because God wasn't finished with him yet. But so let's just say that you went to a physician and you had a terrible disease and the doctor knew that if you weren't touched and healed that you were going to die. And if he didn't produce this cure that he had in his cabinet, that you would more than likely die because every sign and every examination he gave you was indicative of that very thing. And yet he didn't tell you that he had a cure. He didn't tell you that it was possible that he could chase this thing away. Interesting. What would you think of that physician? He had a known cure and yet didn't share it and didn't even tell you about it. I pose the same question for those preachers and those that have been called to share the word of God, to do that very thing for the fact that Jesus Christ is his only begotten son and he came and died for me and anyone else that would listen. He is the great physician and he is the healer and that he has the cure for your illness. What is that illness, you might say? That illness is sin, which will take your very soul and it will cause you to perish and you will be separated from God, Jesus, and your loved ones that have gone on before that are spending time in heaven, healed of all their pains, all their wounds, and they have been made new. There is no more sickness. There are no more tears. There is no more debilitation. They don't sit in a wheelchair wheeling around heaven. Those that were in a wheelchair or had a crippling illness on this earth and they believed and their heart belonged to God, God has made all things new and he promises to do so. So, you have pastors, and there are many, that don't want to talk about sin. They only want to talk about all the pretty stuff. This is, um, these are some of the favorite preachers of the doom and gloomers, because the doom and gloomers don't want to talk about the truth. They don't want to be revealed that there is darkness out there, and there, there are nasty things out there and that Satan is looking to whom he may devour and whom he may help to perish, and that he sends his minions to do that very thing. Don't want to hear about that, oh my goodness, no. We only want to hear and be preached to about all the pretty stuff in the Bible, about all the lilies in the field and the bluebirds of happiness, and all that is sunshine and comes up roses. That's all we want to hear about. We don't want to hear the truth. 
or we only want to hear partial truth. We want to hear things that are compromised. Fools, blind and deaf fools. That is what I have to say, and that is what the word of God calls them. Look it up. It's there. Why don't you want to hear the whole truth? This word, this Bible, this instruction manual of our life, this guidebook, this map book of life, from front to back and back to front, the rule of faith has been shared in my church from my lead pastor. The rule of faith, you read from the front of the Bible to the back of the Bible. You go from the back of the Bible back to the front of the Bible. And I have shared some of my episodes with you where I have shared that. I have shown it to you where they are interwoven with one another. That the very thing that is mentioned in the New Testament is spoken of in the Old Testament. And the prophets, vice versa, that have spoken of these things in their words from the Old Testament, 700 and some years before the birth of Christ, talking about the birth of Christ and the things that he will do. And then it comes to pass. It's been shown to be true. So the question remains, why would you only want to study those things in the Old Testament? Why would you only want to study those things in the New Testament and not go back to the Old Testament? Vice versa. It's not taking the whole truth. The whole word of God, learning and taking it in context. Jesus Christ himself spoke of the apocalypse, spoke himself of the coming darkness, spoke himself of the minions of Satan who come like ravening wolves. Seeking whom they may devour and talking to the disciples when he sends them out. He's sending them out as sheep to slaughter because there will be those out there that will seek to destroy them. And it came to pass. It all came to pass. Everything that Jesus spoke came to pass. He spoke truth. He spoke the truth from God. He spoke knowledge from God. And why not? Jesus Christ, the word from the beginning, the word was with God and the word became flesh. And that word came to us to be sacrificed for us. Therein is the light of the world. Therein is light in this dark and broken place that there is Jesus who came for me. And for anyone else who would listen to give us the opportunity to be healed of that sickness. Why would any. Why would any pastor. Who had been declared the salt of the earth forfeit. The opportunity and then become just so worthless as Jesus put it. Not good for anything except for to be thrown in the dung heap. And that's exactly you stand up there in a pulpit. Or wherever you're at, it may not be on a pulpit, maybe you like to walk the floor, but you don't share the truth. You have an opportunity to help people so they will not perish, to be healed of this sickness called sin, and yet not doing so. 
And why are there those who have been asked and called, actually, we've been called to do so, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share the fact that there is an opportunity to be healed of this sickness that can be either eternally healed or eternally cause you to perish. It goes one way or the other. How lacking I would be if I didn't share that there is that opportunity for healing. Rafa, the great physician, to come and touch and heal and drive that sickness of sin away simply by saying, yes, I believe Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. Jesus is the Christ, anointed of God, that Jesus did come for me and anyone else who would hear the word of truth and accept that, have faith in God, and believe that the Holy Spirit will guide their steps. I will. I do. Let's go. My mantra. So I share this with you because in listening to the word and sharing the word with this man, I just, um, he speaks in the word, he points out the word, and he shares these things. And, and yet <clears throat> there are those that don't want to hear the prophetic word of the Bible that these things are indeed coming. And I find it very hard to believe. Well, no, actually, I don't find it hard to believe. I, I, I was skeptical at first when I had heard and learned of this. But there are actually... <clears throat> Pardon me. There are actually those individuals that will not go into the Bible beyond the book of Jude. Interesting. And they won't go beyond that because they say that the book of Revelation talks about the apocalypse but see here's the problem the way they say the apocalypse they say it and share it like hollywood as if the terminator's coming down and his nakedness his little bubble of electrical whatever it was yeah i saw the movie i like sci-fi uh, but i also know it's make-believe but that that's the apocalypse. And whenever Hollywood talks about the apocalypse, that's the way they describe it. Here's apocalypto. You have Latin and Greek. And the word of apocalypse just means the unveiling. And as I've shared in past episodes, that the book, if you look underneath the title, the revelation, and then underneath it in some transcripts it says the revelation of jesus christ in my particular study bible it says the revelation the revelation of saint john the divine 
Well, both are correct because John is giving visions or sharing about the visions that he was given by Jesus Christ to send these letters to the churches because of that revelation or that vision that he was given. And in other translations, it says the relationship, the revelation of Jesus Christ. That is also factual information because it reveals Jesus Christ throughout the book of Revelation. Throughout the book of Revelation, it talks about the coming of the end times. It talks about the tribulation. It talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And it talks about that Jesus does have aught with the seven churches that John sends the letters to. It has all that. It contains all of those. But also, too, it contains a warning for those who seek to change this word or rewrite this word and change this word. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away from his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testified these things saith, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So here's a revelation for you. Open your eyes and hear this. When he talks about this book at the end chapter there, that's uh, verses. Well, actually, I should have read back farther. But the last chapter, chapter 22 in the book of Revelation. But when he says, and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away from his part. He's not just talking about the book, specifically Revelation. Talking about the Bible, the book, the word of God, the truth, our instruction manual, our book of life. Do not take away from this book. It is filled with many many plagues and illnesses and sickness. You go to rewrite this book and you change it from the way God wrote it. Remember this, God is author and finisher. There were many who penned this book, but God breathed those words into them. God authored this book. They wrote it, but he authored it. And this book is his truth. This book does not need to be rewritten for relevance to this day and age. You go through this and you seek his face and you study this word and you study to show thyself approved of the word of God and the truth. You will see that it does not need to be rewritten for anything relevant because it is quite relevant to this day and age. The only variance is that they don't talk about cell phones and computers in here, but it's the same. It is the same. That is the only difference between the time that this was written and our time now. The story is the same. The only thing that has changed are the characters and the actors in the story. Those who are in the story have changed. The way things get around has changed no longer by 
horseback, camel. Things can be done on computer. They can be texted. They can be emailed. They can be podcasted. What opportunity, and God could have given me one, could have made it possible, but he made this possible. I've shared with you how this came about. I was looking to see how to do this thing because there are individuals that say that I am too verbose. What I have come to learn, they might not appreciate what I'm going to say, but that's, I don't care. It's true. There are individuals that wanted to have their element of control and declared that my verbosity was a little much. So suggested to someone else who then suggested someone else who then came and suggested that I should do a podcast. But it's a good thing. Actually, it is a very good thing. And I will share the word of God. I will speak the truth. And I will share to whomever will have an ear to hear and listen. And I will spread the seed so that that may grow and the fruition of salvation may come to pass. And that I am not in any way, shape, or form a savior. That's not my job. But you take the seed that I planted, you allow it to grow and nurture it in your heart, and then you come and you say, Jesus, I believe what was told me. I want to believe that you're the only begotten Son of God. Father God, I want to have faith in you. I want to have the Holy Spirit to guide my steps. I heard the words shared by my brother on this podcast that you gave to him, that you allowed for him. I heard it. I want that for my life then that is a good thing. And that's what I'm about, my father's business. To share the medicinal cure for that illness called sin. It's worse than any cancer. And how responsible is any physician that has a cure and does not share that fact with a patient. Shame on that doctor. And I say the same thing to any pastor who does not speak the truth, who does not stand upright and bold and courageous and speak the truth. Here's the deal. The bottom line is this. If you seek offense, you shall surely find offense. If you have a teacher that is trying to teach the truth, and trying to speak the truth, and you don't want to hear it, and you become offended, and you have your little heart, your little feelings hurt, because this man or woman is sharing the truth with you, and then you declare that your feelings got hurt, so you don't want to go to that church anymore. So be it, then get up, take your stuff, and go. It's very simple. It really is very simple. That might sound harsh. Well, isn't that just a shame? Here's the thing again. I don't care. Because the validation for my truth comes from the Lord God Almighty. It doesn't come from you or anyone else that says, wow, he's really talking hard. Wow, he's really, oh, he's good. That's really good. That, none of that matters to me. What matters to me is that I speak the truth, plain and simple truth. 
and that I'm able to stand up boldly. I'm not going to step down in cowardice. I'm not going to step aside and compromise and say, well, maybe that particular scripture that I shared on that particular day, God didn't mean it. I, I'm sorry. No, you're not going to get that from me either. Because if I read it out of the Bible, I study it out of the Bible, and the Holy Spirit takes me to that, and I'm going to share it, I am not going to step aside and compromise and apologize for the word of God. I am not going to step aside and compromise and apologize for the Lord God Almighty speaking truth through me and the Holy Spirit guiding my words. I'm not going to apologize. I will not step down in cowardice and say, okay, you win. I'm going to quit now. Uh, it doesn't work that way. I'm not done until God says I'm done. What authority do you have over the Lord God Almighty and over the Holy Spirit that you declare what I say is truth or not truth or that it's I shouldn't be speaking this way? What authority do you have for that? None. What authority do I have? I have a certificate that has been issued to me by HSU, Heaven Sent University. The Holy Spirit takes me through. It guides me, and God allows me to share certain things I share like this right now. He's thinking that this needs to be said and this needs to be shared, so he's allowing me to do so. Maybe it's harsh to you. That's unfortunate. And not that I don't care and that I don't have compassion for that, because I do. And I pray. I pray that you would have your heart change and you would see that what I'm sharing is truthful. And that these pastors need to repent. They have a cure. They have a medicine for that illness that people run around here in this plane of existence. And it's called sin. They have a cure. They have the medicine. They just need to share it and open the bottle and pour it out on the heads of those that are carrying that illness. They need to speak the truth. Plainly and simply, and not be apologetic and not step aside. And I will not apologize for anything that I say that's said in righteousness. If it comes across in this platform that God has allowed me to use, and and I'll share it with you again because there's some that may not have heard this, but I'll share it again anyway. When I was told that I should be doing podcasts or it was a good thing, I prayed over this. That if you think this is appropriate and a good way for the word to get out, then you will make it happen. So studying and trying to find out how to do podcasting, <coughs> I found out that that uh, you have a lot of podcasts that are out there, and a lot of these that are done, these folks have put out literally thousands of dollars for equipment, editors, uh, producers, um, sound equipment, background equipment. They do the la-di-da music, background music, and all this stuff. And there is just no way that I could afford to put out thousands of dollars for any equipment. I'm, I'm... I'm getting what I need because God provides it for me, but primarily I'm surviving here. That's it. I, I, I don't need to have all this. God's providing what I need. So the point is that I just can't afford to do that, and I don't mind that. 
But God took me back and that same page that I was on in researching that all of a sudden here's something new that I didn't see the first time. Could I have looked over it? Possibly, but I doubt it because the logo is pretty bold. It's a big purple square with a yellow squiggly in it. And that wasn't on the page when I looked the first time. And when I went to this, it's free. There are several partners that went in and they avail it to individuals such as myself. And it's available free. Doesn't cost me anything. And I prayed to God. I said, Lord, if this is something that you approve of, if you condone this, you think that it's real, that you make this thing happen. This is your, this is God's podcast. I just happen to speak the words. God brings me to his word and the Holy Spirit guides me to the scriptures and allows it to happen. That's it, plain and simple. And it is very plain and simple. I will speak the truth. I will speak God's truth, his knowledge and his wisdom. This isn't anything about me. I call it Raven's Nest anchored in the word. Yeah, so people see my name up there and they're familiar and then they click on there and they see that I'm sharing the word of God. Raven's Nest was an idea for a coffee shop that I wanted to open at one time so that people would come in and be comfortable nesting. It's a comfortable place. A nest is a comforting place. A nest is where they raise the young, the, the bird families. They have their young in a nest. They're protected. They're kept warm and safe and they brought food back to the nest so here is raven's nest that you come and you can be comforted i can share the light with you i can share that and you can come and feel comforted you can come and be comforted you can come and find comfort some of the words that i speak might come out a little bolder than perhaps you like but just that's like a bold cup of coffee you have bold you have medium and mild roast well, here's a bold roast because it's filled with the truth of the word of God, his truth, his knowledge and his wisdom. It's nothing about me. This is about God, the gospel of God, sovereign Lord, God almighty maker of all things made. It is about the gospel of Jesus, his only begotten son. The gospel is the good news of Lord God Almighty, the good news of Jesus Christ, and the gospel good news of the Holy Spirit that will guide us through our steps through our life, through our eternity. The realization is this. Yeah, it's a dark and crumbling place to be, full of trips and potholes and fraught with danger because there are those who would seek to take our lives for merely for the fact that we believe in God. And that, brothers and sisters, is real. So don't go traipsing off into the field with the pretty bluebirds of happiness and all the flowers and la-di-da-da-da. Because the reality is that there are those individuals and there are those factions and there are those groups that would take that from you if that's where you are. Simply because you believe in God and Jesus Christ is his only begotten son. That is factual. That is truth. It is happening now. You have it being done in China, you have it being done in North Korea, you have it being done in other countries. There are churches that are being burned and there are people that are being put to death at this very moment in the Middle East and in Africa because they believe not in Islam and Allah, but they declare that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that God is Lord sovereign overall. And what happens? They are beheaded or they are shot. 
If you are seen in the street carrying a Bible, they shoot you. It is reality and it's truth and it's being happened even as we speak, even as I speak, even as you listen. It's being done. That is truth. It is harsh, but it's reality. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And I'm not going to detract from the truth simply because your feelings might be hurt. That's an unfortunate aspect. But truth is truth, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to sugarcoat the gospel. The gospel is simply the truth. And everything in the gospel and in the word, the Bible, is not all about the bluebirds of happiness somewhere over the rainbow. It's not, that is not real. The Bible is real. The Bible is true. The Bible is there. Oh, but I share with this truth as well. The opportunity to be saved for eternity is available by the truth of the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, who came, his only begotten son, who came and sacrificed his life for me and whoever else will listen and believe and have faith. It is available. That cure for the illness that is being carried is available. And it's actually very easy. You don't even have to go to a doctor. You don't have to get a shot. You don't have to go anywhere. If you're listening and you hear these words of truth, you can just simply turn off everything in the house. If you feel more comfortable sitting in a dark room, in your comfortable chair, your easy chair, or on the sofa, wherever you are, or you feel more comfortable in going to your bedroom and kneeling down beside your bed, you can do it either way. God doesn't, that doesn't matter to God. Simply that you do is what matters. You can do it by yourself. You can get someone to come and pray with you. You can ask for someone to pray with you. Doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you get it done. That's all God cares about is that you come and you say, I will, I do, let's go. That's all that matters. Just like I shared, he's a respecter of no man or woman. He doesn't care what you have or what you don't have. He doesn't care that you have nice cologne or perfume on. He doesn't care that you have nice clothes or nice jewelry on. You could be sitting in your house right now with nobody else around. You could be sitting in a T-shirt, your box, and your socks on. And if you want to accept that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, and that, guys, God doesn't care. He doesn't want you to run down the hall, put your slacks and good shoes and good shirt on, comb your hair. He didn't care. He doesn't. What he cares about is the character of your heart and that you have decided to lay your heart out there for him to heal it and to take that away and that you believe that Jesus Christ came to do that. That's all that God cares about. The only thing that God cares about is the character of your heart. Do you want the character of your heart to be that as Jesus, like Jesus, and be guided by the Holy Spirit? That's all that matters to him. I will, I do, let's go. So I will share one last time that no one on this earth 
Your validation doesn't matter to me. If your feelings get hurt by truth I share, that's unfortunate, and I'm sorry that your heart is lacking the character that it needs. That I'm sorry about. What I'm not sorry about is I'm not sorry for sharing the truth as it comes from the word of God and his truth and knowledge and his wisdom. I'm not going to apologize for that. Just apologize. Well, I'm not even apologizing. I'm just sorrowful that you can't seem to be able to let that go. And I'm sorrowful that you seek to be offended more than you seek the truth. Not going to back off of it. The truth is the truth, and the truth comes from the word of God, and the Holy Spirit guides us, and he allows us to take place because he knows that that's all I do is share his truth. Not going to alter that. Daniel stood before King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, you understand that Israel was taken into captivity. The nation of Israel was in captivity for 70 years, seven zero years. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Zariah were taken captive, but the God, but our God, Hashem, the Lord God Almighty, Sovereign Lord God, He was with them, even through that captivity. He blessed them and He upheld them. It was noted that they were educated, and they could write. They could read, and they spoke other languages. This was appealing to Nebuchadnezzar, so he took them into his palace, and he wanted them to be taught and learn to be counselor there. However, he also learned that they would not compromise their faith in God. Which ultimately ended well for him, but during the course of the years that they were in captivity, at first they wanted to change them, but they refused to eat of the food that was laid on the altar of their false gods, which his Chaldeans and his counselors and the others that worked in the palace for Nebuchadnezzar, they would do so. Daniel said, we won't do that. Hananiah, Mishael, and Zariah said, we won't do that. And in their prayer, and they're abstaining from those foods, they said, hey, we'll see how your God does. Our God is sovereign. He is our Lord God Almighty. He stands with us, besides us. We'll do our diet and you do your diet we'll see what happens after a month's time or so i can't remember exactly what the length of time was but at the end of that time those yahoos were all sickly and fainting and dizzy and had headaches daniel hananiah michelle and zariah they stood strong they were bold they even looked like they had gained in stature strength and musculature Those that worked for Nebuchadnezzar were actually dumbfounded. How could that happen? They weren't eating what we're eating. They weren't eating the meat and all the fruits that we offered. How could that happen? It can happen because God is Lord God Almighty. 
And then when the Chaldeans went and backstabbed Daniel and went to Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel was thrown in the den of lions. But the Lord God Almighty stayed their mouths. Daniel lay down and slept with the lions. And then you had, of course, you had uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Anzariah. They were thrown in the furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar saw a fourth in the furnace like unto the Son of God. And that was because they would not step down in cowardice. They would not step aside and compromise and said, okay, we'll pray to our God one day a week and we'll pray to you two days a week or vice versa. It didn't matter. They were not going to compromise their faith in God. And they were not going to compromise their prayers to God so they could satisfy this worshiper of heathen idols. They weren't going to do it. And they didn't do it. They were spared from the furnace. Daniel was spared from the den of lions. God is sovereign, Lord God Almighty. <clears throat> I will not step down. I will not step aside. And I will not apologize for speaking the truth. <clears throat> As I've shared many times before, if you seek offense, you shall surely find offense. If you seek the truth, it can be found. You simply have to open the book called the Bible. The word of God, his truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first his face in all things, and all others will be given unto you. But seek him first. Seek his truth. Seek his knowledge. Seek his wisdom. First, primary, study to show thyself approved by the word of God. His validation is the only thing that matters. To me and to many others, the only thing that matters is God's validation. If you decide that you don't like what I have to say because it hurts your feelings, I don't care. It doesn't matter because your validation is not what I'm seeking. I'm only seeking to share the word of God, his truth with you, to offer the medication that can heal that illness called sin. I can't personally do it. I can offer the availability. I can tell you how to find it, and I can send you to the right place, and that would be the distance it is from your knees to the floor or simply standing with your hands open and offering your heart to God. That's not any place to travel. You don't even have to put gas in the car to do that. You just walk over to the corner of the room or just stand where you're at or stand up where you're at or even sitting in the chair. None of that matters to God. Do you not understand that? Get this. It doesn't matter to God. Whatever prayer posture you assume and seeking his guidance, his healing, his forgiveness, his love, just simply that you do it, that's all that matters. That medicine for that sickness is available. And if you have pastors that are not going to make it available to you because they don't want to speak the truth, they want to compromise who they are, or what they were originally set out to do. And because their little certificate from some guy or woman on the face of this earth that they are sitting in some big cushy chair behind a big 
fancy desk in some fancy office at some fancy college, and with their signature on there, now you're somebody. I'm somebody. I'm a son of the Lord God Almighty. I'm somebody. And here's the other thing. How I was didn't matter to God. How I am matters to God because the character of my heart is such that I am about my father's business. And he doesn't remind me, point his finger at me, and tell me how I used to be. God doesn't do that. Satan does that. Mammon will do that. People will say things like that. Oh, you're sure different how you were. I don't think you've changed any. Fine, your opinion doesn't really matter that much to me. The validation comes from God. I mean, you're not going to say that to him. Hopefully I wouldn't because then that becomes confrontational and invites a confrontation. Don't be confrontational. You can think that and then pray over them. And then pray over your actions as well because maybe they're seeing something you're not seeing. Which is important. But always seek the truth. Seek the word and seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Don't do things just because somebody tells you. The word of God is the truth. The Holy Spirit is your guide. Plain and simple. Period. Exclamation point. No compromise. No stepping down and no stepping aside. You are in my prayers. Am I going out? Am I coming in? Constantly. Even during the course of my day.